another Gutter Boys Patreon exclusive bonus episode. I'm your host, JB, with my co-host, Cam. Once again, we are joined by a returning guest, back by popular demand. Uh, that's right, folks. We have in the Gutter Boys studio, the one and only Akira Yoshida. Akira Yoshida, what is going on? Konnichiwa, bitches. What's good? What's good? You, uh, you still uh, cooking it up over at Marvel? Yeah, I'm still uh, working hard over at, uh, you know, the greatest company on earth. Hell yeah. Since we last talked, have you uh, negotiated any pay for your assistance? They can negotiate themselves. Why would I negotiate for them? <laughs> if anything, I would negotiate their pay lower. Mm. <laughs> Why would you want to pay them less? Why would I want to pay them more? There's not me. That's fair. They're not yeah, not fair. filling my wallet with their money. Well, I mean, I am, but. You know, you understand what I'm saying. Mm, yes, mm -hmm. yes. It must be based on a proverb, right? Yeah. That's a son to zoo. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he said, big checks, small circles. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Very, <laughs> uh, very wise. So, uh, today we're going to talk about some of your old work, Akira, called Wanderlust. And uh, we got some questions from the Gutter Boys fans for you as well. So, uh, last time, you know, they didn't really think that you were going to come on the show. We proved them wrong. This time they came prepared. But before we get into that, what have you been working on lately? I'm actually working on a, a small, a very small book uh, for a small press publisher. Oh, yeah? I'm working on a uh, sort of space barbarian book for... Uh, a strangers fan scene it's called ribbon's eye the space barbarian and mm. uh it's basically just sort of a japanese man in space mm. okay <laughs> uh, it's very cutting edge and not only because he has a katana in space but uh just uh very good work i'm very proud of it might be some of the best work in my career and are you just writing it or are you illustrating it as well? Yeah, I'm just writing it. Honestly, writing is the harder of the two jobs, I, I think. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. Why do you say that? You have to actually create something. Drawing is just what it's what children do. Drawing pictures. Writing is a, a thinking man's job. Mm. So how'd you link up with strangers? Uh, he uh, messaged me, uh, actually, and I said, sure, I'll, I'll give you a phone call and we can discuss the details. And so he called me and he said, oh, yeah, here, I'd love to publish this book for you. I love things that are in space. Uh. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'd love to work together. Mm, interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen a uh, samurai uh, book in space, so uh, I really think you're onto something there. Yeah, no one's ever done it before, so I had to be the first, and uh, here we are. Hell yeah. All right, well, we're looking forward to it. What drop is that going to be a part of? Who knows? Who knows with them when the books will even come out? <laughs> All right, so, uh, well, we're looking forward to that new project, um, but we do want to talk a little bit about your uh, work at Image Comics. It was an anthology book that you did, uh, I, I want to say 2008, if I'm not mistaken, called Wanderlust. Hi. Uh, there were... Uh, Hi. Yeah, two volumes or two issues, and um, it's all about you in high school and your uh, sexcapades, if you will. My, my conquest. Yes. Yes. Okay, so what, what made you want to write, you know, such personal stories and then get a bunch of different artists to illustrate said stories? Well, the artists were all in-house, and uh, they were already being paid, so, you know, Uncle Todd said there was no extra cost, so that was good with me, because... I'm against paying people. Besides yourself, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. obviously. 
basically, I was thinking, what's the most exciting part of life? Getting pussy. <laughs> when is it the most exciting? When you're a child. Mm. So... I decided to write about my teenage escapades, and uh, it's some of the work I'm most proud of in my career. Yeah, that, that definitely comes through in the work. Thank you. Arigato. Do you go back and uh, reread that work from time to time, or is it hard for you to do that with your own stuff? Uh, I wouldn't say I reread it, but I do remember it well mm. and fondly. Mm-hmm. So, in the book, uh, they call you a nickname, uh, Seeb. C-E-E-B. Um, I did want to yes. ask, is this a typo and were you actually called Weeb? Yes, that's correct. Mm. It was called Weeb. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, short for Weeaboo. Mm. What does that mean? Uh, it means a very, very large penis. Oh, okay, okay. See, I'm not, I'm not too uh, familiar with Japanese, so I'm learning as we're doing the interview. Mm. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm trying to make our, our guest comfortable. You were uh, about you. to ask something. Yeah, I was going to ask something, and then you rudely just interjected. Yeah. <sighs> Typical, Cam. Mm-hmm. Typical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a question about the this uh, image series that you did, Wander Lost. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us sort of what made you decide to have this book specifically about this part of your life, and why name it Wander Lost? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the name... Wanderlust. Well, it's sort of a play on the term wanderlust. It's sort of a Japanese literary reference. I'm I'm not sure you'd actually get it. Mm, okay. Um, why I wanted to write about that time was simple. It's a very sexy time in my life. <laughs> okay. And I thought that you know, for the reader, uh, that would uh, be good for them to sort of learn that. Hey, you can get pussy. Hmm. Now, I assumed that you wrote these stories to take place during this period of time because it was the first and last time you were getting it. (laughs) Interesting. I mean, no disrespect, but I'm just saying the tone of these stories seems to be like you kind of gloating that you touched women at one point in your life. Yeah, well, I've touched a lot of women, so I wouldn't say gloating. I mean, yeah, I'm proud of it. (laughs) I'm proud of the women I've touched. Mm. Is that wrong? I don't think so. Is it wrong to talk about it? To brag or boast? Maybe? I don't know. I don't (laughs) think that's wrong. Apparently, Mm. JB does. You're the one who probably hasn't gotten any pussy. So, Mm. since you're so concerned with how much pussy I'm getting and when I'm getting it. Well, you are married, right? (sighs) I'm married to the industry. Mm -hmm. But yes, I am also married to a female woman. Mm. I thought you were married to the sword. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in yeah. a way, you are a uh, a polygamist. I'm a Ronin, <laughs> first and foremost. Mm, okay. So then, what what does that lead? Like, what does that make your wife then? What is my wife? My wife? I don't know. The woman who cleans my house. Uh, <laughs> the woman who feeds me. So your mother? I guess. Do I call her mommy? No, not all the time. Sometimes. Sure. Does she mm. change my diaper? Sometimes. <laughs> Your kimono. It's interesting. It's interesting that uh, in Japan they call diapers diapers. Yes, well, it's a cultural thing, so mm. you wouldn't understand. Yes. 
So while we're on the topic of Wander Lost, uh, issues one and two, which were the only issues released, I, I don't think they ever did anymore, or maybe you decide, well, you're here, so maybe you can answer that question. Did you decide that two volumes was enough? Was it- Or did you just not have any stories past that? Right. The thing is, um, the series was actually too successful. So, I was ordered by the uh, higher-ups at Image to cut it short. It was outselling Invincible and The Walking Dead at that time. Oh, wow. So, they just said, it's, hey, Akira, it's not a good look for us. We need our top books selling the best, and we can't have a heavy hitter like you knocking these guys down. So, it was a sort of a political mm. thing, I guess. So, you graciously bowed out. I, I, I did. I said, you know what? I have more stories to tell. I have stories to tell about Marvel characters with swords. And maybe I'll go tell those stories. So, do you feel that you were responsible for the success of uh, titles like Invincible and The Walking Dead? I mean, they were sort of riding my wave, basically. So, yeah, mm. a little bit. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess the realism in your work uh, in Wanderlust specifically, uh, you could really see that in The Walking Dead, I guess. So, yeah, they were definitely were riding your wave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It shares a lot of similar themes. And because of how successful it was, being too successful based on your testimony here, was that why the, the Wanderlust series was never picked up for adaptation? Yeah. Well, I mean that in the subject matter. I think people were a little bit um, sort of frightened by the honesty of it all. Mm, so, that's something that I wanted to talk about. I, I mean, uh, One Tree Hill seems to be a little more racier than this stuff. And that's a pretty popular primetime <laughs> show when it is. I don't know. This is uh, pretty, uh, pretty racy stuff. I mean, did One Tree Hill deal with menstruation? I don't know. I don't think so. That's true. Okay. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I guess so let's go ahead and start with issue one. Uh, I noticed that uh, on the very first page with all the titles and credits, you have a scan of what looks like handwritten notes or maybe these were scanned from your yearbook or do you know like what, what was the source of this material? Because one of the largest parts in here that's very clear is you sex god, you're just so modest and humble. Yeah, that was a note that someone wrote me. A former lover. Mm. That's, yeah, those are former love notes written to me, uh, you know, to sort of inject some, some more realism into these stories. Did you place those there because you didn't think people would buy the content of the book? Why would, why would I lie about that? Why wouldn't they buy the content of the book? Well, it just seems like, you know, you're really doubling down. Like the whole notion of just putting out a book of your, what you call conquests just seems a little, uh, skeezy, you know, like, and it seems like it's overcompensating for something just from my point of view. So, that's where I'm coming from here. Did you think that, hey, people aren't going to believe that me, the King of Virgins, was going to get laid? So, here's some proof. Well, King of Virgins, that's fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, Cam. That is rich. According to these books, yeah, he was getting pretty laid much I didn't say, uh, a lot. I didn't uh, say in the, in that the, the 80s, king didn't the 80s, fuck. Yeah. I just said that who he presided over didn't fuck. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, the stories are all true. The love notes are there to show you they're all true. I didn't think people wouldn't believe it because why wouldn't they believe it? Why would I lie about this stuff? I fucked a lot. I've slayed a lot of puss. Okay. Mm. And I don't need to prove mm. it mm. to these two 
dipshits on some podcast. I could be on fucking 1-800-PEN-PALS right now talking about all the coups I've slayed. I think I'm doing you guys a favor. <laughs> what is 1-800-PEN-PALS? That's the uh, Benji and Michael Sweater podcast. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or you you could be on Cartoonist Kayfabe and just listing all the women you had sex with. Yeah, I could be. You know, I could be over on Cartoonist Kayfabe doing a shoot interview right now. But instead, I'm shooting hard with the boys. Mm. Shooting some gutter mm. balls, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> well, we're very thankful for that. We appreciate it, uh, Yoshida-san. And I, like be- and I like being here. I just don't understand why you think I haven't, you know slammed all this gash <laughs> pounded all these hatchet mm. wounds because i have brother well let's go ahead and talk about this then so uh the stories uh you know it's it's an anthology series a one-man anthology however uh only from a writing standpoint there are different artists telling the stories here would you consider yourself a modern day harvey p car yes absolutely Okay, you can move on. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did you uh, choose the artists that you worked with on this project? Like, how did you decide this guy would draw, you know, this certain situation in my life, you know, better than this person? What was the uh, process like as far as selecting the artist? Uh, I wrote the story names on uh, little slips of paper, and I put those pieces of paper into a hat. And I then had the artists reach in blindly and choose a piece of paper one by one, uh, and that is how they were assigned to the stories. Interesting. And I actually think that worked out quite well. Hmm. Okay. And did any of the artists give you any kind of pushback about the subject material? No. There were no women working on the project, so that wasn't really a problem. <laughs> Fuck. That's that's fair, actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so the first story, let's just talk about the stories. Let's give some little notes and uh, annotations here. The first story was called Breakup. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, so this is just a, a quick little one to kind of introduce this anthology and a quick tale of heartbreak. I had gone over to my Tamadachi, his house, uh, Jared, and uh, he was we were drinking. He was just broken up with his girlfriend and punched a hole in his own windshield. And I, you know, I just sat down with him and I said, it's like uh, an ancient Japanese proverb, Jared. Bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. So let's drink to that. And uh, we both laughed and laughter's sometimes the best medicine. Right on. I noticed that this story has really nothing to do with you getting laid, actually. Well, no, it's... <sighs> It's a theme, okay? It's introducing the theme of the anthology when I say to Jared, uh, let's drink to all the women who will fucking ditch us in the future. We don't know how many there will be. We don't, you know? It's introducing all the women that I'm going to get with. Mm. What is that number of women that have ditched you now that, you know, hindsight <sighs> is available? Have ditched me? <laughs> I don't know. I c- I've lost count. <laughs> oh, I mean, how many I've had sex? I mean, I've lost count of how many I've had sex with. Uh, mm, okay, okay, I see. So it was a mistake. You just, you just accidentally said that. Yes. Okay. Hi. Okay. All right. Well, moving on. The next story is hard up. Uh, this one has actually two. No, this one has. Yeah, this this one has two artists working on it. One penciler and one inker. That's something. And uh, uh, this one in particular is about a camping trip that you and some friends went on back in the fall of 87. And uh, a lot of it is 
centered around U2, which I guess is your favorite band. I didn't know that. Well, we were going to see U2 the following week. Mm -hmm. So, we went to the woods and my friends had told me to bring some of U2's older albums on tape. We could kind of bone up on the classics, if you will. Uh, but I had a different sort of boning up in mind. Get in yeah, my the bone up inside a female's yes, yes. guts. Mm. Yes, yes, we got that. Yeah. I said a different kind of boning. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I do notice, like, did you uh, have notes for the writers or did you kind of like the writers or did you let the artists kind of do whatever it is that they do? Like, I noticed that these stories have uh, very specific ways of rendering certain characters and by certain characters, I mean women. By making them what? Beautiful? That's how they looked. I mean, yeah, my... I, uh... Yeah, I, that's that is a way of, uh, in, yeah. What large breasts? I like large <laughs> breasts, JB. That's they all not look a like crime. Witchblade, Yoshida-san. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Witchblade's fucking hot. Hmm. So, did, was that my note? No. Maybe the people at Image only know how to draw Witchblade. I don't know. I said, draw these beautiful women, and I gave them their Facebook pages for reference. <laughs> That's that's smart, I guess. That's I said, one way of doing I said, it. Now imagine this this woman as an underage girl. How beautiful <laughs> oh she looked. <laughs> and that was my that was my direction on that. Mm, okay. So you're a director as well as a writer. I wear many hats. Mm, mm. Many uh, pointed hats. Mm. And uh, this story in particular, I, I guess the. Uh, the punchline of this particular story was uh, the girl that was shacking up with you. You guys were getting a little frisky. Yes, my and yes, yes, my friend Vanna and I were quite drunk, and I was going to finger bang her in a tent. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. So as I get down there, I said, "I see a string. I felt it." And I said, "What is this string?" And she said. Oh, don't worry. My period's almost over. That's a tampon. Take it out. And I screamed, obviously. It's fucking disgusting. Little did I know, my friends were outside recording this all on a cassette tape. Mm. Was that a normal thing that you guys did back then? or? I mean, this is just high school hijinks. You know, boys being boys, recording each other, having sex maybe, or doing something embarrassing, like not having sex. Hmm. I see. Anyways, they taped it and played it for the whole school. So, uh, that fucking sucked. And that was sort of how that story ends. Um, Are you, you know, still was, friends with them? Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, they're hangers on at best now, but yeah. Does the tape still exist? It exists. Well... It exists in my house. I haven't destroyed it, mm. but it's locked in a safe. Do you go back and listen to that while you're reading this comic? No. What? No. Mm. Why would okay. I? I just find no. it interesting that you felt the need to document all this at, you know, in your late 20s, I'm assuming, maybe even 30s. Yeah. I mean, well, it's pretty funny, I guess. I mean, part of my, my sort of point with the ending was, you know, I was made the butt of the joke, but menstruating is disgusting and gross right and yeah, yeah why am i as a man being made to feel that way mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah and 
you know, one thing I do want to say is, you know, we've discussed the first two stories from this image comic and uh, you can still find it mainly in dollar bins here in America. But if you that's where is that where they keep the expensive comics in America? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. Um, but if a new reader were curious about this work, what would you tell them to sell them on it? I mean, do you want to read the stories of a childhood sex god? Because uh, that's what <laughs> you're getting on, here. The next story uh, has you discussing how you were getting too much pussy. Yeah. As, uh, as they would say. Because in this story, you were discussing how you were just so, you were just slaying so much mm-hmm. yes. that it was becoming a burden. Yeah. Literally, it was. I mean, I cheated on all my girlfriends when I was young. I I mean, when I was older, too. Uh, But that sort of thing, it's hard not to when you're such an alpha like me. Now, my girlfriend at the time was out of town, and so her friend Megan picked me up to keep an eye on me. But, uh... You can see where this is going. Megan and I maybe got a little uh, too drunk and a little too... uh, Frisky. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yes. So this story was interesting because it, it, as a reader, it seemed like the moral of the story was you were a good person because you didn't have sex with a different girl that wasn't your girlfriend. Yes, by definition, that would be being a good person. Mm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I mm. you know, we came to our senses. It stopped. I didn't cheat on her. I made out with her best friend and touched her boobs. Big deal. You know, I mean, if things were different, uh, her friend Megan, yeah, I'd I'd still take a run at it. But yeah, we stopped. We didn't, Mm. I didn't cheat on her at that time. I would be interested in seeing this story play out from her perspective, Mm -hmm. just to see if the events would have lined up the same way. (laughs) Interesting. Maybe next time we'll do a sort of uh, double-sided comic. He said, she said. I don't know, but well, sort you know. of like a you know a Rashomon situation. Mm. Yes, exactly. I've read that many times. <laughs> uh, uh, the next story, because there's a lot, so we gotta we gotta get this moving here. Uh, this next story is about you doing whippets. Yeah, you know we're drinking and doing whippets. That's fucking crazy. It makes you crazy. Yes. And uh, in the story, uh, this girl that you had, I guess, been friends with. Yes, my friend Tori. Throughout high school. Yeah. Girl that you were friends with throughout high school. It's implied that, well, it's not implied. It's outright said that your intention of this friendship was just so that you could have sex with her eventually. Well, she, it, that wasn't my intention, becoming her friend. We were friends, but then the way she talked to me on the phone, I thought, yeah, she wants to fuck me right now. Like, she mm, was giving okay. off serious fuck me vibes, you know? And so, yeah, I turned to my friends and I was like, hey, Tori wants to fuck me tonight. I know she's a virgin. I'm gonna mimic that hymen go snap, crackle, pop like some Rice Krispies. <laughs> Do they have Rice Krispies in Japan? Yeah, we call them Rice Krispies. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this story is interesting. Uh, she ends up... Slapping the shit out of you. Yeah, because yeah, so she was on the she phone. She was on the phone. You were gloating yep. to your friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and then you're left uh, sitting on the curb crying. And you drew yourself crying. Well, you didn't draw yourself, but well, you... you didn't, I didn't draw. Yeah, yeah. you That's wrote yourself me. crying. Yes. But you were talking about being an alpha like two minutes ago. I. Yeah, but she hurt me. Uh, so, you're more of a sigma... No, I'm 
I'm more of a Ronin. Ah, right. Oh, I okay. forgot. Yeah, that's true. Very attractive, voluptuous, etc. Why do you never show your hog in the book? Why would I show? What? Are you gay? You want to see a dick? Well, what is this? So, are you saying that this uh, comic is for just one type of person? It, yes. No. Yeah. It's for all people who like to read about a young boy getting pussy. Okay. Mm. And who doesn't want that? Exactly. Uh, the next story called Look Up, and it's about you and your then girlfriend. I guess her name's Carrie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is after you've had sex and you guys decide to break it off because the sex isn't good. Well, and that's uh, not that's no fault of mine. Right. No one said that. But anyway, the the story. I was a very giving lover to her. Right. Uh, The story ends with you both looking up at the stars together Mm -hmm. and uh, and then you both cry. I'm a little confused. You've never cried after sex before? That's a pretty normal. Uh, no, that's yeah. very normal. Uh, never. My therapist tells me that's that. a very normal reaction. Okay, well, that's fair. All right, maybe I'm the not normal one. Yeah, it sounds like it. I'm willing to admit that. So it's obvious, you know, this story ends with, uh, you know, you all asking one another to not forget one another before going to college. You say, "I'll never forget you," and it's obvious that you never did because you were writing about them in a comic book for the world to see. You know, a decade or so later, has the woman Carrie forgotten about you, or do you keep in touch with her? I mean, I look her, I look at her Facebook page sometimes. We're not friends. I just search for her name. Um, well, it's her married name now, but I search mm. for her married name and um, look at the pictures and I mean I'm sure she hasn't forgotten me because I just dicked her down so good that Mm. no one could ever forget that so So yeah she she definitely remembers me she definitely does what does Miss Akira Yoshida-san think about all this has she seen Wanderlust yeah she uh, thinks it's great she's very proud of me and my writing Mm. and my editing Mm, okay. Does she read English? No. So, do you give her translated comics or do you just show her the English versions? I read it to her. Mm, okay, okay, okay. I see. I don't let her read much. As is tradition in Japan, yes. right? Yeah. She needs glasses, but I'd say, no, glasses are unattractive. I don't let her have them. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Uh, this next story it kind of connects back to the previous uh, story before the one we just discussed. Uh, the girl who uh, y- you were friends with and ended up slapping you and uh, not being your friend anymore because you were being a skeezy scumbag. She ends up returning to you as a friend mm-hmm. and you guys almost hook up. Yeah. We rekindle our friendship. So close. So close to banging her. But it didn't. Yeah, so what... What happened there? It was just sort of one of those uh, not not didn't quite get across the finish line situations. And uh, in the morning, she took my sweatshirt. She said she would give it back the next time she saw me, sort of implying that we'd fuck the next time she saw me. Uh, and then I never saw her again. But um, yeah, if I did see her, uh, I would still fuck the shit out of her. Even though you're mm. married. Yeah. I mean, marriage. What even is that? Such a Western idea. So, you're still a cheater then, just like in the book. I cheating. Who's, I don't know, these words. It's all so complicated, isn't it? Mm. Well, that's issue one. 
uh, there's some bullshit about music I don't care about, so we're just going to skip that. Well, that actually gives you a better understanding of sort of the vibe of, right. you know. So it, yeah, it I've is never important. heard of these songs. Uh, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. That's quite a uh, that's quite a drop. Deep cut. It's a classic yeah. for a reason. So mm. moving on to issue two, the uh, the last issue of this wonderful series that you, you've written. <laughs> Uh, Wanderlust 2 starts with a story called Going Down. It's about uh, the time you got a blowjob from a girl and she accidentally bit your penis. Yes. You're leaving out a really good part in the beginning. Am I? Okay, in the beginning me, of please. the story, I finger banged a girl in the backseat of her parents' car under a blanket while they were driving. And that's uh, pretty fucking cool if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're in high school, that is cool. Okay. It's cool anytime. uh, Sure. So, the uh, punchline of that one is uh, your friends end up discovering that you got head, I guess. I guess that's... Well, the punchline is she bit my dick. And then when she went to look at it, she said she could help. And I said, well, don't fucking bite it again, you cunt. And uh, then we both we bo- and then part. we both laughed about it because that's I was <laughs> <laughs> right. we both right. laughed yeah. about it. <laughs> right. La- yeah. You know, well, so. yeah. There's a page in this story where it's just an eight panel grid, and it's mm-hmm. nothing but your face uh, while you are, I guess, getting blown. Mm-hmm. What was the artistic decision to have your artist draw that? I wanted to um, really encapsulate that moment. And I gave the artists um, personal reference pictures that I made myself. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's very helpful. Yeah. Uh, this next story, Down by One. Uh, this one is about uh, you trying to hook up with one girl and then ending up with a different girl. Mm-hmm. Am I am I right about that? Yeah. I had... Just broken up with my girlfriend, Lori, and I was looking at this girl who is a freshman. She was a little bit younger, a little bit more ripe, if you will. Mm, okay. That's and, interesting uh, choice of words. Okay. As much as I tried, I couldn't get her attention, but then instead I ended up uh, making out with her hotter but equally young and ripe friend. Uh, I can't remember her name, but it was a great time. Yeah, so this story is, I guess, a, a very quaint, happy ending where you end up with the uh, different girl uh, that you intended to bang, which is made clear repeatedly uh, throughout the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's pretty much it. That's the end of that one. Yeah, it's like that song. If you can't be with the one you love, honey, love the one you're with. Right, yeah. And I think you quote Guns N' Roses in there or some other shitty band. I, I don't remember. Yeah, uh, I quote the Guns N' Roses song, One in a Million. That's that's great. <laughs> that's, that's very <laughs> touching. Uh, speaking of which, the next title is called Dumbed Down. This one is about you slashing up your pants mm-hmm. See, while still wearing the pants. Well, okay. You make it sound so <laughs> fucking stupid when you say it like that. I was drunk and watching a Def Leppard video. Okay. Def Leppard's fucking sick. And I was like, man, I wish I could have pants like this guy. Because, like, duh, I would get so much pussy. And so I thought, yeah, I can have slashed up pants like that. So I went into my dad's workshop and I got a box cutter and I started cutting my pants. My legs were still in them. Oops. You know, I was really drunk. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. 
I just it's, uh, it's also the uh, the only story that doesn't depict you groping women. It's well, yeah, it's pretty. I agree, it's boring. <laughs> but I thought it was a funny anecdote, so I put it in there. This is gotcha. Okay, this is an off-topic question, but you mentioned the love for Def Leppard, and since you know you're obviously a tenured employee at Marvel, is Bucky Barnes uh, having one arm? You know, an homage to Def Leppard and the drummer of that band. Yes, it is. Mm, okay, interesting. I thought so. You know, I'm just the wheels are turning in my head, so I just wanted yeah, to ask. I okay. gave I gave Ed Brubaker that idea. I was uh, like, I "Yo, okay. check check this out. Think about mm. this." And he said, mm-hmm. "Wow, you're a genius." And moving on, the next story, uh, Boogie Down, also similarly does not involve you groping women. It's just you doing acid that one time. It was shrooms. It wasn't acid. Oh, I'm, I apologize. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't really do drugs except for I loved fucking cracking nitrous balloons with the Tamadachi. Right. Uh, I would just drink like a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you make that clear in a lot of these stories. Yeah big drinker i did shrooms didn't work out so well my fucking dino gummies came to life and i thought i had about enough of this and i puked up the shrooms Mm. and uh, never touched the stuff that's really something you did drugs one time in high school that is uh, quite the story riveting Yes. The next story here, down there, uh, speaking of Witchblade, this is probably the most Witchblade-y story uh, (laughs) out of all of them. This is one of my favorite stories. I can tell. I can tell. (laughs) Uh, This one here uh, discusses your fixation on blondes. Mm. Well, not just with blondes, but a very uh, specific... Well, natural blondes. Yeah, natural blondes. Right. You know, I've dated a lot of women and I've eaten just tons of pussy. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, at, at a certain point, I was upset because every woman I had dated, they all had dark colored pubes. And it was like, what the fuck? No matter what hair color they have, they have dark pubes. And I was sick of it. So... I started banging this blonde Becca, you know, in hopes that she would be the one to have blonde pubes. And uh, the only thing is, she would always turn the lights off. She wouldn't let me see her bare coos in the light. Hmm. And in, in this particular story as well, it reminds me a lot of uh, certain Japanese manga mm-hmm. uh, that involves uh, underage women drawn in a very mm-hmm. specific way. And it seems you've carried that tradition over to the West with this story. Yeah. You mean hentai? Yeah. Yeah. That was my inspiration. So, thank you. I'm glad that came across on the page. (laughs) Uh, Yes, this one is interesting, to say the least. So, try as I might, I could never see her pussy in the light. I planned this whole romantic getaway with by candlelight so I could right, sneak to, a quote, peek. Get her guard down. Yes, to get her guard down, exactly. And uh it didn't work. She blew all the candles out. With your Pixar smirk. <laughs> you know, so it didn't it didn't end up working. And then lo and behold, I'm leaving. And I think, what the fuck is stuck in my teeth? I have a pubic hair stuck in my teeth. I pull it out, and it is the lightest blonde I've ever seen. And I just thought, holy shit, it does exist. Yeah, man, that's crazy. What a reveal. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Uh, (laughs) 
it's pretty groundbreaking stuff at the time. I don't think many people are doing that. I mean, that. this whole series, yeah, this whole series is uh, groundbreaking is a good choice of uh, what how to describe this. Mm-hmm. Next story, first down. Uh, this one is about how you, you know, again, how you liked drinking mm-hmm. with your friends mm-hmm. in high school. And uh, this was how you decided not to drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, again, really, really just um, a unique story. I've never, never once uh, heard or experienced anything like this before. This is all new territory for me. You never played the, the drinking game Asshole. It's a, it's a Japanese uh, game, so maybe you don't have it here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we well, have it here. Yeah, I drink. No. I lost at the game, so I was the asshole. And so, my Tamadachi Corky told me I had to chug a bottle of liquor. And afterwards, I had to show him who was boss. So, I continued to drink. And I drank so much, I fell asleep on my front porch and pissed all over myself. And uh, my dad woke me up in the morning. And then I decided I probably shouldn't drink again for a little while. Right. Which leads us into the next story. About drinking. Uh, Well, it's about you quitting (laughs) drinking. And instead, you're drinking Mm non-alcoholic beer with your friends, uh, which, uh, by the way, I don't think maybe viewers don't know this or listeners don't know this, but uh, alcoholic or non-alcoholic beer still has alcohol in it, just not a lot. Trace amounts. Uh, Which trace amounts, which would explain why you threw up at the end. I just drank too much O'Doul's and I got sick. It happens, you know? And Yeah. uh, Yeah. Again, very interesting story. I'm glad I'm glad you put this in it's the book. It's pretty funny, right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, I, I drank so much I puked, but it was O'Doul's, yeah, right? It's, it's pretty that's funny. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> wacky. Uh, the next story, Down Cold. Uh, this one's actually a continuation of another story in this issue, uh, where you were blackout drunk and showed up in front of your parents' yeah. lawn. This is a continuation of First Down. Yes. And uh, in this one, it's revealed that, uh, well, it's revealed to the reader and also to you that you got into some hijinks with two sisters. Yep. I almost lived the dream. Yeah. Having sex with uh, two sisters. Two almost, you make it very clear that they're almost twins too. Almost twins. Which I thought was interesting. They were slightly, they were about a year apart, but almost twins. And uh, of course, (laughs) they were redheads too. So, you know, you already know me. I'm a bush man. I want to see. You made that clear in the story. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You actually actually say that in the story. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see their red bushes, obviously. Right. Right. You know? And in this story, you thank them for taking care of you, I guess, because you were blackout drunk. Yeah, I was. But, uh, you know, what could have been? We played spin the bottle. We got a little, uh, you know, I had, we were all in our underwear. And uh, if I had been more with it, you know, who knows where that could have gone. Could have had a little uh, three-way action with these two redheaded sisters. And, uh, I mean, is that incest? I don't know. But sounds like a good time to me. Mm. Yeah, so you thank them. And in your words, you thank them for bringing you back from the edge. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what uh, made you decide to stop drinking altogether. Yeah. So, that's the, that's the last story of the issue. And I guess of wander lost in general and you end it on a uh, interesting note i guess I don't, I don't really know what to glean from this story if i'm being honest but um that i could say that about all of these stories but um <laughs> you ended on a kind of high note where you're a better person 
or something. I don't quite. Could you maybe kind of, I don't know, in your own words, express what you were trying to communicate? Uh, maybe not just in this last story, but in all of these stories as a whole. I mean, yeah, I, I'm showing, you know, I grew as a person because I stopped drinking and, uh, you know, I'm still a still a poon hound, still mm -hmm. a, a master swordsman, if you will. And I'm not talking about my katana, you know, um, the point of the stories was, uh, you know, what's the point of any story It's to sort of, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, to put pictures in people's minds. Mm -hmm. And again, just like issue one, you lay out a playlist. Mm -hmm. uh, you make a point to clarify that uh, your mix is more eclectic this time around. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you got here Skid Row, Van Halen, Hell yeah. Hell Def yeah. Leppard, uh -huh. uh, Led Zeppelin. Man, you're all over the place here. Ario Speedwagon, yeah. John well, Mellencamp, okay. Journey, Poison. Yeah. That is a lot of genres. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> We're talking rock, It's various spots rock. of the rock section of uh, the FYE. Well, John Cougar Mellencamp would be in the pop section, I would think. Uh, probably. You would know. I, I you know, uh, I can't really comment on that. I mean, I still buy CDs at FYE. Is that the point you're making? Yeah. <laughs> Do they have FYEs in Japan? Yeah. We call them uh, FYE. Hmm. So, the same thing, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, right. uh, that about does it for these issues. I got to say, they are uh, comics. They're something. So, good job. Yeah, good job on Thank that you. one. Thank you. Are I you proud the... of the work still? Like, I mean, like, you know, with, oh, yeah. you know, 12 years. Of course. Like, do you think that we'll ever get, like, a deluxe edition of Wanderlust? You know, I've been in touch uh, with Fanagraphics trying to work out the rights to get a, a studio edition of this mm -hmm. put out. Mm. We're still uh, we're still in the talking stages, but I, I think they're going to come around once they're done uh, publishing whatever trash it is that they're putting out right now. I see. And really, uh, when they're ready to put out some real some real comics, they'll come to the master. I mean, after reading these two issues, I can totally see why Marvel selected you as their editor-in-chief. Yeah, absolutely. They they saw quality and they ran with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. We and, did get uh, some questions for yeah. you, Akira, this time. But before we do that, do you want to put a bow on Wanderlust? Where do you feel in all of your work that Wanderlust, you know, stands? I would say probably at the top. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe just below that Wolverine with a sword book that I did, um, because that was pretty fucking cool. But, you know, getting pussy and talking about uh, having underage sex is very fucking cool. So I think that's probably a strong number two. All right. Well, uh, I guess yeah. that's, you know, our coverage of Wanderlust. If you want to read this, folks, like I said, uh, look in any dollar bin. I don't think it was released as a graphic novel. I don't even think it made it that far. I think it was just the two oversized yeah, issues. That was another. That was another political move on mm. their part. Mm. Don't want my book in the uh, the bookstores. <laughs> I see. All righty. So let's go ahead and get to our listener questions for Akira. First question came from previous guest in front of the show, Michael Kennedy. Michael Kennedy asks, "How many times have you been to Epstein's Island?" I think four. <laughs> yeah, four. Would you ever good would you ever tell the story of the island in an issue of Wanderlust? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe if uh, 
if someone wants to publish them and not whine about how crazy successful it is, yeah, I, you know, I'd be open to the idea. Uh, I'd have to, um, change some names, obviously. I'm not going to out all the things that I saw Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton do to children over there. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, that makes sense. Yeah, I would love to write about it. I, thematically, it would tie in, too, because because uh, it would uh, continue the theme of underage sex. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. But yeah, you know, the island... The whole experience, really, it was just so great and such a unique thing Jeff was doing out there. <laughs> Jeff. And, uh, you know, I'd love to go back. Obviously, that's not going to happen for a lot of reasons. But, yeah, great times out there. Okay. I didn't know you and uh, Mr. Epstein were so close. I think that's what they call the Savage Land in Marvel. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, next question is from previous guest Blake Sims. Big Blake asked... How does a Westerner pronounce hibiscus? Well, obviously a Westerner would just say hibiscus, but, you know, an Easterner like myself would say hibiscus. Mm, okay. <laughs> Got it. All righty. Beef Jam's Mark Kopernarov asked, is it true you've done coitus with thousands of women? Yes, that's 100% true. Thousands of women. Mm. Many of them underage. Well, no, you're going to have to delete that part. <laughs> Uh, many of them of age. Uh, of your age, sort of. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> After I think, some yeah, division. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, past, uh, yeah. Past Caroline Cash uh, chimed in and asked, how is it that you were young and naive at the age of 32? I mean, I was just, you know, 32. What, you're barely a human at that point, That's you true. know? Yeah. It's, I was, I had just, you know, 32, I just moved out of my parents' house. Uh, I had my first car, you know. Yeah, it was, I was young and naive. I don't really understand the question, I guess. I think they're talking about how when it came out, you know, the, the snafu at Marvel, you mentioned in, you know, when you were interviewed that you were young and naive and that's why you did this. <laughs> why I did what? Uh, you know, um, Caroline brings up a good point because as many readers and listeners know, uh, Marvel was under fire and kind of still is sort of semi a little bit, not really, uh, that uh, you were in an editor position and also writing at the same time, which is a no, no. It's against company well, policy. I, I, Akira Yoshida was writing and someone else was the editor. And who was the so, someone else? C.B. Sabolsky. Hmm. And is CB also Seeb? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, uh, uh, maybe you have to talk to my lawyer about uh, that. I don't know. Fair, fair. So, what name would have been on the flight the fl logs? Oh, the Epstein flight logs? Mm-hmm. Uh, Akira Yoshida. Okay, okay. So, CB was not on those flights. It was Akira. Of course. That's who okay. you're talking to. Of course. Okay. Yeah, of course, yeah. A Japanese man. Who wrote Marvel Comics. And an, and an autobio series about being a white American growing up in high school and college. That was just to make it more relatable to white people so they would buy it. Ah, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It was the American adaptation, I get yeah. it. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was a white face or whatever they call it. Yes. So, the next question uh, came from Instagram user draw underscore DNGN. I don't know how to pronounce that. Has he read the Mary Sue article? It's a hoot and a holler. 
for some context here, we did some uh, journalism, and uh, apparently there is a website called The Mary Sue that took your comics, Akira, and uh, broke down the ninjas and stereotypes in them. Uh, because if you look at your comics, there were a lot of uh, stereotypes going on in those titles, like Wolverine Soul Taker. Did you get a chance to read that article? I mean, I tried to read it, but their website makes you turn off ad block, which I think is a broke bitch move. And uh, I'm very rich, so I don't give my money away in advertising like that. Mm. Were there stereotypes? I mean, maybe, you know, that's how how could I be writing about stereotypes of my own culture? How does that make sense? You know, I see. So you are definitely a Japanese man and those are not stereotypes for you, correct? That's what you're saying on the record? Yes. Yeah, on the record. Yep. That's 100% correct. Never been a white person. Not that I know of. Okay. Gotcha. Hell yeah. All right. From Twitter, we have at Alex C. Rudolph. Uh, They ask, is it true you personally slaughtered 21,000 dolphins in the TG Dolphin Drive Hunt to help cover for your identity? No, that's a that's a complete lie. I did that because it was fun. Mm. Uh, we go on a dolphin hunt every year, my wife and I. Um, we have monogram dolphin clubs that we bring with us. And, uh, you know, usually we kill, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 a day or so. We just throw the bodies in the dump. And, uh, yeah, it's a fun sport for us. It's very nice. Yeah. Alrighty, next question came from Twitter, and uh, the user George Harriman Stan account on Twitter asked Yoshida Sama, "What's your favorite brand of eye tape?" <laughs> uh, I actually find that just a touch of spirit gum behind the eyelids helps hold it even better uh, <laughs> for longer than the tape does. And, uh, why would you need that as a Japanese man? That's Be- what I was going to ask. Well, um, well, no. I mean, not for, I meant, um, hmm. well, cause other people have, that's what they've told me. Ah, okay. Uh, mm, and I okay, have never okay. done that because my eyes are slanted. I don't need to do that. <laughs> Fuck. That's, that's fair. Uh, uh, <laughs> Twitter user at bird gods, uh, asked waifu or husbando of choice. Hmm. That's a good question. Are we talking about real people or talking how the otaku do about cartoons and shit? Uh, let's do both. Why not? Okay. Okay. I guess uh, if we're talking about cartoons or imaginary people, you know, um, I might say, you know, I, I do enjoy a redhead. So maybe Asuka Soria Langyu from uh, Langley from the uh, Evangelion series. Of course, not when she was underage, obviously. But in the rebuilds, she actually ages, but she keeps the body of a 14-year-old. Oh. And that's, yeah, I see. I think, kind of a dream scenario yeah, for that's definitely... some people. Maybe uh, yeah. not me. Maybe, or maybe it is me. I mean, we just read Wanderlust, so. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I do like a red bush. That's so right. I love looking at pubes. That's something. Okay, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> next question. Do we have another question here? Yes. Yeah, there's actually one last question. Double Turn Dennis asked, what is your favorite of your own comic works? Fake Japanese Kitty Pride, fake Japanese Wolverine, or fake Japanese Conan? Well, they're all real Japanese, so, I mean, I don't know what that 
with that attitude is for. I'm a Japanese guy. We've been over this. I don't know how many times I need to reiterate that. And I'm uh, very much uh, from Nihon. Uh, my favorite of my comics, Wanderlust. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I guess that's second favorite. I said Wolverine with a sword was uh, my favorite. Mm, so nope. Redo. Yep. You know what? Redo the rankings. Wanderlust is my favorite. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Would you yep. go back and give yourself a sword in the stories in Wanderlust? I've thought about it, but I don't think a sword is really necessary in those stories because mm. the only, you know, I kind of, if you think about it, I do have a sword, my cock, and I'm not slaying enemies. I'm slaying puss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's go ahead and get out of here, Akira Yoshida. Uh, we appreciate you coming on again. Uh, we'll probably have you on in the future, but uh, any parting words that you want to give the listeners? Arigato so much for uh, listening. Arigato Cam and JB-san for having me on the show again. Uh, yeah. And um, go buy go buy my comics. Uh, buy Marvel Comics because I'm the editor-in-chief. Fuck! Shit! I meant I, le- I know the editor-in-chief and he's a nice guy. That's okay. Alright. Yeah, well... Uh- As always, listeners, you know, uh, we appreciate Akira giving his time and stay gutter. Aren't you folks glad you waited an extra few days for this one? (laughs) (laughs) I want to chop, 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 chow down, take chow down to Chinatown. I want to be ninja. I started training hard. I think I could go far. I am a natural, that's matter factual. I learned to chop real hard.